Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 2 of the From the Finney podcast. I'm joined by Brownie for this one and we'll look back at the first three games of the season. So without further ado, let's get into it. Brownie, how are you mate? Good thanks mate. Good. Good. You've been well since I last spoke to you? When was that? Oh, just before the season that, wasn't it? Yeah. About 10 days ago, two weeks, two weeks wasn't it? Yeah, been good. Just trying to make the, the most of things even though the weather's not exactly been there. Uh, it's summary, yeah. has it? But no, we were talking about that before, weren't we? It's not really felt like we've had a summer. Certainly not one to remember so far. No, um, strange, isn't it? Start the season, you think? Well, it was quite sunny, wasn't it, at the weekend? But yeah, it was actually. Expects it to be baking, don't you? But I'm surprised you remember much of the weekend. In all honesty, with me, yeah, I was all right, mate. I was home. <laughs> I was home at a reasonable hour. You know, wasn't what curry did you get? Got a uh, well. I got to Sainsbury's. I was going to get a takeaway, and I got to Sainsbury's. And I was like, "No, I'll be good. Get myself curry." Well, they only had korma, so I was. I think a takeaway would know. be back on the cards at that point. I for know, me. I know, but you know. Did you enjoy it? I did. You know, I did. Good. I had a fruit pastel lolly to because it was a bit. I had lots of drink, then I had curry. Thought. What better way to finish the night than a fruit pastel lolly? So it was... I, I have to admit, it was a rogue picture to receive over WhatsApp in the middle of match of the day. <laughs> yeah. Very. Yeah. But hey, as long as you enjoyed it, that's all that matters, mate. Yeah, I did. Did enjoy cool. it. Um. Yeah, Bristol City. We'll, we'll go back to the first game of the season. Um. Only four points separated us last season, so there was. Clearly not a lot between us last season and, and on this showing as well. Still not a lot between the two sides. Um, I'd say it was probably a steady at best first half. Didn't really create much. Um, almost quite stagnant, I would say. And Freddie Woodman made a good save to keep keep it goalless. And that was about the summary of the first half, I'd say, for me. Yeah. It's hard to really... I mean, if you look at the game yesterday, Liverpool, Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool, it's really like first games of the season, they're always really just... It's a bit... A bit turgid, aren't they? And it's just not really free-flowing, not a lot of quality on show. So it's never really a surprise when, you know, first half of the first game isn't exactly... And blow you away. Um, but then second half, so they, they scored the goal from the long throwing, which they did again at the weekend. So there's been a lot of talk about Bristol City and about how they're going to be a force this season. Well, you know, two long throws and two goals, you know, it's not exactly, um, you know, too much to shout about, but you know. Uh, I watched um, the uh, Bristol City highlights, as in like the club's highlights of that game. And the commentator said, he made a point of saying about Harry Cornick having a long throw. He's like, oh, it's probably going to be um, something that Nigel Pearson looks to utilise a lot this season. Two goals from two long throws in two games is a much better return than what we ever saw from Frankie utilising <laughs> Reese. <laughs> Reese's long throw, yeah. <laughs> like, he, you're, he's the one that you want on the end of him. That was so bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, um... very much so. Yeah, we've not even used it in desperation, have we? Even since, like, no. it's just 
let's just forget about it. Of all the things <laughs> to to throw at Ryan Lowe, that's not one thing that we can throw at him. No, quite literally. Uh, um, but yeah, the the second half was much better. I've seen people online saying that the players moved away from the game plan and just sort of took it upon themselves. But obviously, we don't know any different. You got to assume that that was the game plan. Sort of get to half time at nil nil, and then and go and attack and try and get. Well, it turned out to to be one point, didn't it? Because we conceded after about three or four minutes into the second half from the long throw that we've just just mentioned. Um, I'm 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 half convinced, you know, that Freddie Woman got a touch to that shot that hit the post from Naki Wells. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's um, yeah. I mean, you saw from Saturday, like. He keeps us in games, doesn't he? He's, I mean, he's not great with his feet, but my God, um, the amount of times he saved us over the last, you know, season and a bit, um, you know, he's definitely one of the best goalkeepers in the league, isn't he? Yeah, and I think he is. He's an improvement on Iverson in terms of using his feet, but that was a pretty low bar to begin with. Very strange with Iverson, isn't it? Because he's not. I mean, I know at Leicester they've got a guy in who's obviously been working with Pep and stuff, so you can't imagine Iverson ever fitting into that philosophy. But, you know, he's still a top-quality goalkeeper from what we've seen. Um, Especially in the Championship. Yeah. But, I mean, you only have to look at United and, you know, the situation with Dea and stuff. You know, it's it's very much, um, you know, now his possession is really the way of defending, isn't it? You know, it's, it's all right having someone pulling saves out of nothing, but you want to kind of prevent that situation or you want to score more than than them, don't you, really? That's the best way of, of defending. Um, so, yeah, that's probably why Woodman's not, you know, as good as he is, not, you know, not playing in the top end of the Championship or, or Premier League. Yeah, the, the title of this episode as well is Man Like Mads. Sorry, George, I've nicked that off your social post, but sue me, I don't really care. Um <laughs> He's he, even in in the Bristol City game, second half. You know everything good that we did in that half. He was involved in it, whether it was um in the build up or directly. Um, he he just he's one of them players that he makes the game look easy, doesn't he? You know, we'll we'll come on to the Sunderland game shortly. Um, obviously had a key part to play in that as well, but. He's one of those sort of rare players that makes the game look effortless. Yeah. He fits into that pocket on the left-hand side really well, doesn't he? We spoke about it in the last pod, um, about how he can... You know, it, technically on that left-hand side, it, it's, it suits him, doesn't it, the way he plays? Um, and what has worked out nicely in the last few games is that, is that Brown's kind of playing on that right side. We're kind of playing like two tens really behind the striker, but, but a little bit wider. Um, and Mads, you know, he's got that quality. It's weird when the, when the goal came through um, the Sunderland game, you just didn't think as though he was going to miss it, did you? Well, even even his involvement in the Will Keane's goal at, at Bristol City, I think it was a. Was a it on ball? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't even know what handball is these days. So you know. You just... Well, I thought the Nicholas Jackson one in the Chelsea Liverpool game <laughs> was a handball yesterday. I think it's. I think the rule is that if it's Jimmy, will be shouting at the at this now. If I get it wrong, <laughs> um, but no pressure. I think the rule is that if you if Mads had scored it directly, it would then be given as a handball, but because it didn't directly influence, because uh, Holmes hit it on, didn't he? Um, I think that's the rule anyway. Yeah, but it I... sounds about right. But I mean, on the goal, what a touch from Wilkeen. Oh, yeah. He's been great, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, technically, it's like we've added players, really, who've got that technical ability like Mads, Wilkeen, um, which we haven't really had, kind of had. You know, if you look at Delap, type striker, um, kind of direct and like bullish, whereas Keane's got that bit of quality, which I think, to be fair, Parrot 
kind of I think that's what Parrot was brought in for, you know, link up. Um but Keane's having to do it on his own, isn't he, up front at the minute and he's you know, two and two, you can't really complain about that. No, and I mean on the strike situation, hopefully there'll be a resolution of some kind to the Tom Cannon scenario um this week. Who knows? Please. It might Please. even be resolved by the time <laughs> this is out. But Please make it stop. Yeah. I never thought anything would be quite as bad as the Cameron Archer saga last year, but this has eclipsed it. Yeah. It's just bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Do you reckon he comes? Well, by all accounts, if you believe, you know, all those claiming to be in the know, it's it's already been agreed, and I suppose you know, the Preston's fans' favourite, Alan Nixon, um, even said it himself, didn't he, that it was, it was due to happen last Wednesday. So I think the common knowledge is that they're waiting to get in their ducks in a row, the ducks in order, ducks in a row, ducks in order. Ducks in a row, yeah. Yeah, um, before they, they let him come to us. So Do you know it, it I just say, depends Brownie? on whether you are. Do you know what I say? What? For those that know, bring back Chip Barm. Bring back Chip Barm. We are lacking a, an in-the-know person, aren't we? Uh, there's a couple of people staking a claim, isn't there, on the forum? Yeah. But, yeah, that's a... I don't, I don't know how people have the time, honestly. No. I don't, how, how have you got the time in your life to be doing this? I do yeah. not know. But, but you know, we, we, all, we all like a little bit of gossip nugget here and there, don't we? Yeah, um, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with but, it, um, but it, it also depends on whether the Everton situation. Because do they, do they just want to loan him, or if somebody comes in? Because there's been rumours, aren't there, about you know an eight million pound fee? Was it Sampdoria the other day? It was a bit one, a bit of a left field one. And there's there's clubs in you know, Stoke desperate for a striker. Everyone seems to be def- desperate for a striker. If somebody does come in with a fee like that. We will have egg on our face, won't we? Because there's no way we're going to be able to afford him. And you'd think probably, you know, he's not in their plans. Um, it's not as if he's, you know, 17. You know, he's getting in the 20s now, and he, or was he 20, 21? Um, so you probably think they might cash in, and it, it, you know, it takes us out of the situation. But let's just hope it gets resolved as quickly as possible because we don't want to be getting towards the end of the window and. You know, like Archer, like other people in the past, we've um, you know missed out on other options. Don't want that, do we? No, and you know there was talk one that it was a three million pound fee, and that we were trying to agree a deal to buy him permanently. And you're thinking like, oh, three million doesn't sound beyond the realms of possibility for North End, however unlikely it is. But then you see eight million, you're like, yeah, there's no way we're getting anywhere near that. No. Absolutely no chance. Uh, but you know what? If he comes in and it's a million pound loan fee, don't really care. He, he's 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 goals at this level, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's quality, and I, I do think him and Keane would be a great partnership. You know, if you look at the, that potential there, Brown, Keane, Cannon, and Mads, you know, all playing off each other, yeah, it's pretty decent, that isn't it. How do you fit them four in then? In the in the system, Did you go. Um, well, I suppose Brown and Mads could be, you know, two kind of eights, couldn't they? And then you've got you know Whiteman sitting, or you know, if Whiteman even comes back, and then you've got Keane who can kind of drop into that ten, um, and then you've got Cannon who can get in behind, just like he's you know he was doing so well last season, so. It's probably more attacking, but you'd like to see that at home, wouldn't you, especially? Definitely, yeah. Just on Whiteman, question for you. Do you think we'll see him play again, given all the rumours that are circulating? Um, well, if he doesn't sign a contract, I'd always thought that this club would sell. But, I mean, look what happened with DJ. Um, I don't know whether that was just because DJ's age or, or what, but I always thought we'd cash in on something. So you don't know, do you? Whether we whether we just think of it as like, well, you may as well keep Whiteman until the end of the season and he's our player then, isn't he? You don't have to replace him immediately. 
um, or whether they get a deal that they look at and go, well, that's too good to turn down. But it doesn't look as though he's going to sign a new deal. And you do wonder whether, you know, if these rumours are to be believed, whether the injury is somewhat convenient. Um, but I guess we'll see, won't we? I, I personally don't think we'll see him in a press. No, I, I agree. And it'd be a shame. Um, you know, he's, by all accounts, he was our record signing, 1.6, or I think the words Peter used on the podcast were a little bit over 1.6. He's a quality player. You know, if he does go somewhere else before the end of the window, whoever gets him is getting a, a quality central midfielder. Um, just a shame that, again, it's another quality player that we've brought in and will seemingly be either leaving for nothing or a cut of what they could be going for um, because of the another rundown contract. Well, I don't, I don't know because everyone goes on about us wheel dealing and you know buying players to then sell on. You know, was Whiteman when we bought him? Was he ever going to be fifteen, twenty million pound player to sell? We bought him. What was he? Twenty three, twenty four. You know, so to some extent, we're buying players and we're the limit, really, the cap, you know, is probably about five million to sell him on or whatever. Yeah, I think I think so, reasonably you could have expected to double your money. Yeah, yeah, you could, and then you move on and do whatever. Which for a club like us, you know, if we can get back what we've paid for a player plus the same again, then not well, People to seem that. to think that we can become this Brentford scenario where you can buy, but really you've got to, probably got to invest a little bit more than what we're doing. You know, I, I don't think you can pick up, say, a Hugel now for 50 grand, sell him for 10, 10 million. That's very lucky, what we got, or whatever it was, 8 million or whatever it was. Um, and even then, we didn't invest the money properly to try and move on. That was probably the stage where we could have done it. So I get it, we're losing players on a free, but it's not as if there's a queue of Premier League clubs waiting to sign Ben Whiteman. And if there were, then, you know, we'd be making money out of it, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks of the window are going to end up being quite interesting with incomings and outgoings because obviously we still need a left wing back and there's all these rumours about Calvin Ramsey as well. Um, but yeah, just to finish up on the Bristol City game, um, quality finish from Will Keane. Um, and I'd say on the balance of it, a draw probably a fair result. Yeah. There was a period, wasn't there, in the second half where we um, battered them pretty much, didn't we? Yeah, we um, were very much on top. Um, but, you know, going down 1-0 within two or three minutes of half-time, you'd always take a point away from home in those situations. Um, and then Salford at home in the cup, eight changes, three new young lads in on top of Best, who obviously started at Bristol City. Just on best, actually. I thought he did all right at Bristol City. Um, solid enough debut. But I think the, the three young lads, Taylor, uh, Lee and Siri, Taylor and Lee especially, I think they struggled um, against Salford. And to see them taken off at half-time, and I think it was Ledson and McCann brought on, not a surprise. And the experience in midfield in the second half, I think, is one of the things that helped swing the game for us. Obviously, we ended up losing on penalties, but you know we dominated the second half. We should have won it comfortably as well. Yeah, it's a bold move in it to put in two young lads in centre midfield, even if it is a a league cup game. Very bold move. I don't know whether he's thinking. Um, trying to highlight the you know how thin the squad is or whether it was a genuine attempt to, to get some minutes for the young lads. Um because you don't get there's not a lot of money in the League Cup, but later on down the line there is a potential, you know, like we've got Man City that time and you get a bit of T V money and you can sell out. So as much as it's not round by round very lucrative, 
you can go on a run with it and potentially get some money. So I did think it was strange for him, second game of the season, to chuck two young lads in there. Uh, obviously, Potts was... Um, his, his missus was used to have a baby and, and best is, is all we've got. So I understand those two positions, but to kind of leave us open like that, it was no wonder we went 2-0 down. Yeah, I didn't think Siri was that bad, but you know we've we've said similar about best when you're playing in that position. It's quite a, a lonely position, um, and I think he did look a little bit isolated at times. But I think he he did okay. Um, another debutant, Jack Watmo, Jack Watmo, Jack Watmo. I think it's <laughs> Watmo, isn't it? Because they yeah, said it when he came on. Said Watmo. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even though I did hear that, I was still repeating it in my head, trying to figure out the right way to say it on Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah, did okay. Obviously, was at fault for the second goal, but yeah, did okay. And early signs promising. Looks, uh, looks more than reasonable player. Yeah, yeah. Looks like he's got a little bit of. Um, so he can move a bit as well. He's tall, commanding. Yeah, I mean, handsome chap, but... isn't he? Is he? I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Is he's he? reasonably handsome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the the other standout on the night for me, and I think a lot of other people, was Dwayne Holmes. Um, you know, a bit. Bit of a question mark, maybe, when we signed him, especially with his injury record. But um, yeah, lively, very lively. Was impressed with him. He was definitely the standout player of the first half, anyway. Um, and if we can keep him fit, I think there's an argument to say that he's the speedy Gonzalez that Lowe wanted in the in the centre. Is he? Well, I, I thought he meant because I thought. I thought he meant kind of out wide. I mean, he, he looks quite—he looks quite quick with the ball at his feet over sort of like five, ten, fifteen yards. Um, I'm not right sure he's like a Barkazen kind of sprinter, but yeah, impressed with what I've seen. No, oh, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good standard, experienced championship player, isn't he? So you're not gonna, um, yeah, you can't really complain too much about that signing overall though we are crying out for pace like it's frightening lack of and we'll come on to Sunderland but yeah it definitely needs some pace especially in the wider areas yeah um, well I think we can we can finish the uh, the Salford bit there there's not really much else to talk about it's League Cup is anyone really that bothered that we've that we've gone out? Probably not. Bit of bit of an outcry on the night, I think, as to be expected, because we weren't great first half. But there'll be some people listening to this that will have even forgotten that game even happened. Probably, so but then equally, there'll probably be people who will be fizzing at us, just tossing it to one side and dismissing the potential of a cup run. Yeah, I think all managers treat it with complete disregard. Um, they treat it as just an extended friendly, don't they? No, it's ten thousand pound or whatever it is to get through the first round. They know full well that ain't going into a transfer kitty to get more players. So if you're a manager, you're like, well, I'm just going to use this for what I think it is, and it's a a game to get some minutes into into my squad at a competitive level. Um, you know, as soon as you start, if they started increasing the prize money, you'd start seeing people caring about it more, wouldn't you? They care about to lump up, not lump up, to stump up some more cash. Yeah. Well, well, by all accounts, the well, if you believe, I think it was Peter, wasn't it, who said that the Tottenham game, you know, in January was allowed us to. I don't know if it was Onima or, or Cannon or whatever allowed us to get that extra bit of a. Signing, um, so they're the games that managers look at and think, you know, if I do well here, I can get a bit out of it. But the League Cup is just, you know, 
as much as everyone wants a good cup run, I mean, even if you want a good cup run in the League Cup, you've got to get to the latter stages for it to even be enjoyable. You know, you're looking at like crowds of like 5,000 at our place, still like five or a ticket. I don't know. I don't think it's for me, but I'm sure no. Solly will disagree. Well, it's out of the way now. One, one less thing to think about this season, focus on the playoffs. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about the Sunderland game. Big turnout, good noise. Um, they always travel well, don't they? The uh, the Mackhams. Yeah, massive club, aren't they? You actually forget how big they actually are, don't you? Um, they're a massive club. Yeah, turned out well. In good voice. Yeah, enjoyable. Enjoyable starts as the home campaign. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Nothing better than a home win. I did think... We were going to struggle second half after that first half, though. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you had it down to mention it, but Patrick Roberts and Jack Clark are probably two of the best wingers in the league. Um, they were they were just unbelievable, weren't they? Oh yeah, that's why best. And we said it, didn't we? In the last pod about how it can really dent a player's confidence. And I know he gave away the penalty. I know the second half he looked out of it. But it wasn't a catastrophic performance by him, was it, by any means? And I think you do wonder, though, you know, a game start coming, you know, Saturday, then Tuesday, for a 17, a lot of pressure on him. And all it takes is one game where he has a complete stinker. And then suddenly it takes him back, sets him back a few weeks, doesn't it? Um you look what Pep does or what, you know, the top clubs do where they kind of integrate players slowly on and off, give him minutes here and there. I think to, to throw him into, a, you know, a busy championship campaign against, he did well against Roberts, but, you know, he's, he's going to come up against other players as well. I think hopefully, fingers crossed, doesn't dent his confidence, but it, it's clear we do need something else in that area. Whether they do it or not, I think they're probably going to stick with what they've got based on the fact that, you know, who knows what's going on with Ramsey and, you know, we need the striker situation sorted. It might be a bit of a luxury to get an extra one in there the way Bess is playing. I don't know. Do you think, I think left wing back is a certainty. I think they have to bring one in. Robbie Brady can't stay fit an entire season. We've seen that because he's not even started the season. Um, yeah, but I mean, we're not even all that it talks about at the minute is canon, isn't it? There's not even any other rumours or anything like that going around about any other positions we're looking at. Now, whether they're just trying to get canon sorted and then that's sorted and then they can move on to the others, maybe. But I do think, I mean, we've got, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Brady, but we've probably got two who can play out there on that left hand side now if they're counting best. Um, the right hand side, you're talking pots and. And Brown were probably at the exact same situation as we were last year. So I don't know. Is is best expecting to be playing every week though, do you think? First season at the level, seventeen. You know I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that he would only maybe start a handful of games throughout the season. So if we did bring another one in, you would say he'd drop down to third choice, depending on who we bring in and the quality of them, et cetera, et cetera. Because we were looking at someone earlier in the season, you know, we've sent quote-unquote proposals out to two or three. So they clearly didn't expect Best to be involved as much as he is, and I think it's more been a case of, like, we've no other choice. Well, that was the problem at the weekend, wasn't it? Because they had to move, I think... Hughes went to left wing back, didn't he? And Lindsay Watmo. moved across. Yeah, Lindsay moved across and Watmo. That just still doesn't sound right. What no. Watmo <laughs> was in the centre. And we've all seen Lindsay there before. Um, so it's a bit of a problem area. Hughes, has he got the athleticism anymore to play left wing back? Probably not. Cunningham, we spoke about last time. So... For me, it is an area. It's definitely an area, but I, I do think... Well, I don't know. It depends what the budget is, doesn't it? It depends whether we're set and happy or how much money is available. 
maybe they are just trying to get the Cannon deal sorted and, like I say, they can move on then. I don't know. Um, but they seem to be happy with Best. They seem to, you know, be happy with the way he's playing. Yeah, and, you know, I think he has done well. Um, but I just think, I think a little left wing back is nailed on for me. But, yeah, let's come back to the Dane. How good was he on Saturday? Yeah, he's um, he's just that bit, that little bit extra that we're, we're missing. How did he load his right? Maverick? Because that was his, his description of the player he wanted. Was it Maverick? Yeah, I think so. Um, so he's got his Maverick. Debatable whether he's got his Speedy Gonzalez, but I'll let you have that one. Um, Ollie will probably give me pelters for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's got his Maverick who... Is it, is it an assist for the first goal? Is it, does it class as an assist? I don't even know. FPL. I think it, I think it has <laughs> counted as an assist, but I think it's dubious, isn't it? But yeah, his quality. One thing to note, though, is his athleticism. He's not there yet. Um, there was times in the second half where I don't. He, he was. He wasn't even attempting to run back or, or tackle at times, and Lowe was going mad at him. Um, and it's. There was one point where he just went past his player and Lowe immediately just called Woodburn back and said, right, get him off now. So he's yet to get up to speed with the the English game. And and that, to be fair, is his own... You know, he's admitted that himself. He's come out and said that he needs to get up to speed and with the strength and the pace of the game. So that's fair. At least he knows that. I think that's a good, good thing to see in a player as well, you know, not someone that's come in and gone straight away like, yeah, I'm ready for the championship. Yeah. Um, I am. I am surprised. I think he's he's taken to it better than I thought he would have done by this point in the season. Yeah. Well, we, all you got to do is get the ball to him, haven't you? Um, you could see in the first friendly when we played Aberdeen, whether we weren't used to playing that way because we just weren't giving him the ball, and now you know he's comfortable. He can take it get the ball and we could play through the lines a lot better rather than just going straight from back to front. Um, and then you've got Keane who can play off him. And when we were playing on the counter-attack with Brown as well, it was looking like the Alan Brown that we spoke about in the last pod when he's playing higher up the pitch. That's what you want. That's where you want Brown, isn't it? In those areas. I was going to say, last pod, the two things that we mentioned that have both proven to be the case and that's Mads needing to adapt to the level. And Brown's best position being where he's played. Um, you know, Ollie said it, didn't he? He's, he's not great at progressing the ball through midfield, but you you get him playing in and around the box, and what like you say is that striker sort of like running ten, and he'll more than do a job for you. And I think both both games, Bristol City and Sunderland, I think he's been brilliant. You know, back yeah. back to the brownie that we've sort of seen lots of in the past and perhaps not seen too much of recently. No. He started the season really well from what I've seen. But he, um, there's still a worry for me in the, the first half. Like Keane was so isolated. Like, you know, he, the ball was going up to him and there's, there's nobody to pass to. Or somebody will get it in midfield or wing-backs will get it. They'll look up and there's nobody to give it to at all. So that that is a bit of an issue for me. Um, Lowe came out after and said about game plan. He does say a lot of buzzwords a lot of the time, and you do wonder whether, you know, anyway. Um, so he was mentioning about the game plan and almost saying horses for courses in a certain way by saying that Sunderland love a lot of the ball. And we did kind of hit him on the counter attack, didn't we, in the second half a lot more than what, what we did in the first half. So it'd be interesting to see if we do play any differently. Um, It'd be a concern for me if we played that way all the time because, like I say, Keane was really isolated. And we've said it before about how deep the back five can be. Um, and especially when teams are putting pressure on you like Sunderland were towards the well, the second half of the first half, um, where they were getting down the sides quite a bit. Um, I don't think he can so. afford to play that way for the entirety of the season because... Last season, we were so poor at home. I don't think you can afford to have a run of games and a run of form like that again. 
because he'll, he'll not have a job for too long, in my opinion. Um, if we get Cannon, I think, like like you said, Brownie, the the potential to play one sitter and Brown and Mads and Will Keane and Tom Cannon is perhaps a formation, um, a, a sort of group of players that you'd want to see at home. Because I, I, I felt a sense of expectancy on Saturday. Every time Mads got the ball, people were sort of like, go on, what, what are you going to do? Like kind of that excitement again. And and it's been a and it's been a while since we've had that at Deepdale. Um so if Lowe can sort of cling on to that and adapt how he sets his team up, depending on who we're playing, then it could make for an interesting season. But if he's just gonna go into every game sitting deep, letting the opposition have the ball, being hard to break. Uh, breakdown and then looking to hit teams on the counter, it, it could be a long old season. But also, you've got to remember, like, people can get carried away. I know a lot of people have been coming out and saying, oh, you know, where have all the moaners gone or whatever, four points, first two games. If this team gets three, four injuries, you know, you may as well forget any hope of the season. You know, you look at the bench of the day, still, still work to do. Um, still a lot of young lads that you'd be relying on. Um, you know, McCann got injured, didn't he, on Saturday? There's that energy in midfield who, you know, that you will be missing. Probably Holmes will probably come in, won't he, for him to start. Um, but we've seen it in the past with our squad. We saw it at the end of last season, come April time. You get injuries, you forget any, you know, you forget any chance of um, progressing and getting carried away. So there's still things to be done off the field before before people get. A little bit too carried away, I must say, but um, I thought standout. I thought Potts was absolutely. I've I've not seen a performance, single performance like that deep down for a long time from someone. I thought Unbelievable, he was wasn't it? From the first minute, he was he was unbelievable. Um, the power uh, of a couple of sleepless nights. That is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, not I'm not talking from experience because I've never put in a performance like that since Finley's been born. <laughs> In anything. <laughs> oh dear. Tickled you that, didn't it? It did, yeah. Well, I was thinking his nickname's the horse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Grow oh dear back. indeed. Grow but yeah, yeah. He, he was he was quality. He was absolutely quality. And I think he's spoken, Annie, about having a bit more confidence and belief in himself. And long may it continue, because I've I've always liked Potsy. One thing I thought was interesting, actually, that he did say, I think it was in the Radio Lanks interview, he said, I don't want people to forget that I can play in the middle. You know, he, he, we, we signed him as a midfielder. Well, actually, no, I think he played as a bit of a winger, Annie, at Barnsley, but... Yeah. Uh, he has played he was, yeah. a few times for us in, in the middle of the park. His brother comes out all the time on Twitter, doesn't he, and says, get him in the middle. So, you know, he clearly doesn't like playing wing-back, does he? If his brother's coming out and saying it, he's clearly not a big fan of playing it. But I think he's he's coming into the middle quite well, though. He kind of just morphs into that eight-roll a little bit. Um, and they kind of interchange him and Brown, don't they? Um, so it's been getting him in better areas where he's been cutting inside and, um, you know, linking up with Mads and stuff. So he's, I just thought his energy and his confidence on the ball, which you don't really get with Potts, do you? Like his ability to dribble. It was always when he was playing like that running 10 role under Alex Neal, it was almost getting behind or, you know, make sure he gets in the box. He was picking up the ball from deep, dribbling with it. I, I thought he was excellent. Um, Well-deserved man of the match for him. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. That finish from Mads for the second goal, for the winning goal, was very good. Very, very good. I don't know if you mentioned it before, if someone mentioned it to me the other day. Just felt like it was never in doubt. Yeah, it, it was as soon as he's put through, you just knew. 
the way they, they're talking about it afterwards, all the players are saying how he's he's just unreal at finishing um, in training. And you can see it, can't you? Um, it was a good move as well. Brown, like we talked about before, wasn't the perfect pass, but it, it got through to him. Um, and Brown, a little bit earlier than that, had got down the right-hand side anyway. He could have had a shot, tried to cut back. Um, and you want to just want to see Brown in those areas more, don't you? That's just what exactly what he's all about. Um, he's playing way too deep at times last season. I think the assist officially was given to Will Keane, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, because I think he... I don't know, he tries to control it, doesn't he? And it, and it falls through to Madzu. Slots it away nicely. And we were playing well at that point. It's, we, we were for a good, like, 15 minutes, we played well. And then it's back to the wall a little bit. Best. We looked really tired, didn't we? There was quite a few put on the pitch who looked tired. Mads, best. McCann got his injury. Um, and that's what I was talking about before. And a little bit of strength in depth that, you know, we kind of got away with it. In those situations, you want to bring on a Reese, don't you? And sit deep counter-attack and go and get the third there was no yeah. there, there was none of that was there it was more it was more let's just hold on to what we've got because we haven't really got that option from the bench that's what I was talking about before you can, you can win 2-1 at the weekend but you know you go deeper into the season you want to be finishing off teams properly don't you that's not to say it's not a good result which it was it was a good result and fair play to him but there's still work to be done off the field for me yeah, 100%. And I think whatever we don't do this window and um, with the defence, I think January is just going to be all about the defence because I'd be surprised, I'd be shocked even if Greg got an extension. Um, Husey, Touchwood... Stays injury free. Apparently, he played pretty much all last season with a shoulder injury, didn't he? Um, in fact, I was told on Saturday by someone who was with Hughes's dad in Benidorm um, that he put the he put the operation off because he wanted to carry on playing. Um, I don't know at what point the club put the foot down and say, "No, you're having the operation." Uh, but I think it, it would have ruled him out for like half a season or something. So he, he was apparently the one saying that he wanted to carry on playing. Um, so fair play to that. But it really did hamper his performances. You could you could tell that he wasn't 100%. So Touchwood, he, he can stay reasonably fit and injury-free this this season. But yeah, I think, I think January is going to be about the defence, whether that's wing-backs or centre-backs. Yeah. Well, it's not the best window to be doing any long-term signings. So whether they wait until the summer, but so that does depend on Cunningham. I mean, he is an injury away from not getting a contract, isn't he? So, and he hasn't played any pre-season other than a few minutes here and there. So, you know, how robust is he? Um, especially getting to those, the winter months. Um, so, yeah, that that is an area that we'll look at. Bauer, I mean, he's done in here. He's not really. Now, what, what Mo's here? Um, Bauer's completely out of the picture, really, isn't he? You know, if story's going to start, then you'd think what Mo would be in over Bauer at that central centre back position. Lindsay's probably, probably is to lose at the minute. Bauer is surplus requirements, really. So that's two straight away, isn't it? Yeah, no, good result on Saturday. Um, obviously good to get a win, first home game. And this Saturday we head to a winless Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously lost their opening two. Was it 4-2 on Saturday they lost against Hull? Yeah. yeah. Great great start for Bambo. Defence. <laughs> let's just um, put it down to one of his uh, off days. Yeah. And let's hope it continues for Saturday. Do you think he'll play on Saturday? Well, I mean, play of the weekend. I don't know. Probably. It's a game that if you looked at, you picked a load of teams, or you looked at the fixtures, they'd lost the first two games. They're in complete disarray, aren't they? Um, off the field. 
you know, it's, when when you get promoted, the managers just sort you up. If he leaves by mutual consent at the fourth start of the season, things are not great, are they? Um, so if you look at that, you think playing Sheffield Wednesday away, get it out of the way. Um, it's probably a good fixture for us, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's probably come at a good time as well, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, every, everything you've just said there. Um, I don't know what, what are... I think we've we've struggled mostly against them, haven't we, historically? But um, history doesn't really mean anything for the here and now, does it, Adam? Well, no. Um, completely pointless. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, to put it bluntly. Yeah, I think I think you go there with all optimism of you know the old the old thing about get that early goal and put a bit of pressure on them. Yeah. Not that we kind of play like that these days, but it'd be nice to. I think we can go there and get you know you'd look at it on and think this is a good chance to go away and get an away win. Um, well they've they've switched to a four four two for the last two games, so we'll see how that goes for them. Um. Are you going? No, I'm not going. No. Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm on the coach with my father-in-law. Is that? Oh, is that why you ask? Because you're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A rare day that I'm attending an away game that isn't in Lancashire or Stoke. I think Stoke will be the next one for me. Yeah, I think we're doing it, aren't we? That's the plan. Yes. yes uh, yeah. A little from the finny day out. Don't don't get people started thinking that why that would be. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I get belters for that. Um, yeah, what's your prediction then? Two uh, nil. I'm going strong. I like it. I think we'll concede, but I think I think we'll go one better than Saturday. Three one. In fact, no. Tom Cannon. Tom Cannon to score. 2-1. I can't see us getting a clean sheet actually. Yeah, it's the one it's the one thing at the minute that I just, yeah, I can't I can't see us keeping keeping a clean sheet. And you're going the more Tom I think Cannon. about it as well, that that run at the start of last season was just such a freak run, wasn't it? Yeah, these things can happen, can't they? It's just pure chance a lot of the time. Um, so you're going Cannon now? Is he even fit? He's not even signed yet. Well, he's not even signed, and he's not even fit. Oh no, he was on the bench, wasn't he, at the weekend? Yeah, he was so. on the bench for Everton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he signs, I'll say Cannon to score three-one North End. You say like when? When would Reese even be back? When would Evans be back? Well, this was going to be a point I was going to mention before we finished. The what two weeks ago was it now that there was talk of oh Evans isn't far off, he's got to see a specialist and, and have another scan. Uh but he's out on the grass, he's doing bits, blah blah blah. And then the next thing we hear is that he's six to eight weeks before they know any more. Yeah. So that takes us to October time. He's pro even then. If it's positive and he can start training properly, full contact on the grass, I'd say he's probably going to be a couple of weeks training, ten days maybe before he's involved, and then he's probably going to need a month's worth of games to get up to speed. So you're looking at December time, probably realistically. A thirty-six-year-old striker who scored nine goals in two and a half years for us, or maybe less, two years. I know a lot of people like him and everything that comes with Chad Evans comes with Chad Evans, but you take all that away, much like the Greg Cunningham situation, is that really the kind of player that a club that's got aspirations of the top six should have on the books? Like, well, I mean, he's on the books, isn't he? You can't, it, it, well, it, yeah, it, true. And it's not his fault he got the injury, is it? To be fair no. to him. Um, but it does leave us light. And there are central league fixtures. I mean, half of them get postponed. So he's not gonna be he's not gonna have the game time to worry for 
to be thrown straight in halfway through the season. That's what you worry about Reese as well. So, and then we've got Leighton Stewart, who by all accounts, you know, we've got well, a 16-year-old he's, he's on the not bench ready, is he? who's, who's physically clearly not built, you know, as looks like a it, desire yeah, for a professional footballer to be, um, getting on the bench over him. So that's a very strange situation that we've we've got ourselves into. Now, if he comes out at the end of this um you know, this intense training program built like Chad Evans, then you know, we'll see. But um one for the future definitely, but it doesn't leave us in a great position at the minute when even if we do get Cannon, we're, we're you know, we've only got really two strikers, haven't we? Yeah. And and an in an injury to one of them. And you you're pretty much back to square one, aren't you? Um, but I don't. I don't think they'll go and get a third striker. No chance. No, I mean Reese. Reese is probably September, isn't he? I think they said. So, if if we get by, then, then Stewart's. So you got you got four strikers then, haven't you? If Cannon comes. So. And then Woodburn has played up front a few times, hasn't he? So. They'll stick with that, I think. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I don't think he's been that bad so far, Ben Woodburn. Well, I mean, well, it's his physicality that's the problem, isn't it? Well, his strength. Because he's quite... He does get about a bit. And, um, you know, he's... He looks quite a stocky lad, doesn't he? Whilst not being a brick shit house. But, yeah. Can brush him off the ball easily, um, but look, I, I think I think he has a bit of a bad rep, mate. But I, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter. So he's just a squad player, isn't he? Yeah, I've not really got much to say about Ben Woodburn to be honest. But I, I do think he started okay this season. Um, last one before we go, uh, a listener question, just the one this time. Ian Bailey has asked, who out of the current squad would you most want to go for a pint with? Depends what type of night it'd be. If it was going to be every night, like I said before, you don't want Woodman knocking about with camera, TikTok and everything and Instagramming the whole lot, do you? You want to keep it, you want to keep it nice and, you know, nice and chilled. Um, Having been on a night out with you, Brownie, No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to just keep it nice, and you don't no, want any videos. Not no photographic or video evidence no. of the night out. Needs so, to be. I think, I think um, in that little group, you know, the ones that went to Ibiza, the Pots, um, Ledson, and Husey. Husey were there, wasn't he? That group. Uh, they look a good laugh. Yeah. What about you? It's. <laughs> It's hard to say otherwise, to be fair. I'd quite like to go for a drink with Emil. <laughs> I just I just I just find him really, really? interesting. Yeah. He's just Yeah. I've not met many Danish people, so No. Um I think if you just go into the pub and the football was on, Whiteman would probably be the Whitey, one, yeah, definitely. Just seems like a proper sound bloke, doesn't he? Definitely. I reckon Greg as well. I reckon Greg would be all right for that. Yeah, I'll give you Greg. Yeah. But yeah, night out, proper proper night out. I don't think you can look past Leto and Potsy, can you? No. Look at me, Leto and Potsy, like the best mates. <laughs> You're already the <laughs> best mates with them. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Who else? Yeah. I can't really think, to be honest. No one else is jumping out at me as like... Story looks a bit of a dark horse, doesn't he? Looks like <laughs> if you got a few drinks down him, <laughs> you look like he could have a good night if you got a few drinks down him. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he's a bit of a... On the sly, a bit of a nutter. <laughs> well, in fact, I've actually seen him on a night out, bumped into him in uh, Baker Street. He's incredibly tall. Yeah, I'm six one, and I felt small stood next to him. 
Yeah, I think they think they. I don't know, but I don't can't imagine Ledson Potts and them what going out too much in Preston. Um, they're more like you know Manchester Liverpool vibes, aren't they? Yeah, and then if they're going out with the with the girls, they'll go somewhere like Clitheroe, probably. The girls, <laughs> Clitheroe. Do they? Where do they even live? These people, I don't know. But... Well, I know Potsy lives on. Oh, well, I think Potsy lives on Buckshaw. Oh, does he? And given that Ryan Ledson allegedly brought Tom Cannon in uh, the other week as his guest, I would I would guess that Leto lives at Liverpool way. Yeah. Which probably comes as no surprise to anyone. But listeners, if you do have anyone in particular in mind, or you do feel as though there's anyone who'd be great on a night out, do let us know if there's anyone we've missed. Because I'm racking my brains now. I'm struggling. I'm sure there'll be one. I'm sure there'll be one. Yeah. Or if you have been on a night out of any of them, or even seen better, them, yeah. Send us some pictures and uh, give us a well. Drop in, drop in the DM. Tell there was a, story. a video. I don't know if you saw it of um, Gustavo Hamer doing shots with Coventry fans. Yeah. After his move to Sheffield United. Yeah. If anyone's got any stories like that. Just shots in a bar or a club with any North End players. Um, let us know. I've heard We're a lot opening about... ourselves up for all sorts. Yeah, of we are. Either. I've heard a lot about Joe Garner in the past, but that's yeah. not podcast conversation. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I think unless you've got anything else you want to say, Brownie, then we can wrap it up there. No, mate. All good. Splendid. Thank you very much for your time, pal. And... Yeah, speak to you soon. Enjoy Sheffield. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time as always and I'll speak to you on the next one. Yep, see you in a bit. See you in a bit, pal. the bomb.